Well, hi folks. How are you today? I hope everything's going well for you. This is Bill Woods up in uh, Sun Valley, Arizona. And I wanted to talk to you today on the topic, Eagles and Turkeys. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, it says, I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Pastor Peter Lord had a dream about eagles and turkeys that he shared. I'd actually call it more of a parable. The dream was an eagle was raised as a turkey and was confused about his identity. In his dream, Peter Lord saw some eagles nesting high in a tree. There was a mama eagle, a papa eagle, and two baby eaglets. Eagles are beautiful birds who love to fly and soar high in the sky for hours at a time, and they were created to fly. They're birds of prey. They're meat eaters. They hunt. They kill. They devour, as opposed to other birds like turkeys, for instance, that are primarily grain and grub eaters. Meat eaters look down on grain eaters. The idea being that eagles are tough, strong, and totally cool birds. People admire eagles for these traits, so much so that the eagle is the bird chosen to symbolize the United States of America, which we say is the land of the free and the home of the brave. To put it in perspective, the strength and majesty of an eagle illustrates what we've envisioned our nation to be. However, after seeing our present government in action in Afghanistan this past week, maybe our national bird should be a parakeet. One day, Mama and Papa Eagle went out to cruise. Eagles love to cruise the skies. While they were gone, a strong wind came up and blew and knocked the two eagle eaglets out of the nest, causing them to fall clear to the ground in the middle of the forest. Stunned, frightened, confused, they walked deeper into the woods, crying for their parent eagles. They wandered far from the trees and the nest, or from the tree and the nest where they were supposed to be. They were too young to fly, but it was hardwired into their genetic coding that they were creatures of the air and they were meat eaters. Soon they were lost. Mama and Papa Eagle searched and, and searched, but never found their babies. As the eaglets wandered in the woods, other creatures were wandering there also. One was a hen turkey who had no children, but wanted some. As the hen foraged for grubs and bugs, she heard the baby eaglets crying, Mama, Mama. She headed in the direction of the eaglets and found them cowering underneath a bush. Children, come out from there, she called to them. What's the problem? Where are your parents? We don't know. We're lost. Well, let's see if we can find them. They searched in vain for the eagle's nest and for the family. At the end of a wearisome day, the hen turkey told the eaglets they could live with her and she'd take care of them. After all, she wanted children and they wanted a mama. What a perfect match. Things set well for a while, but the eagle, eagles never fully fit into the turkey's lifestyle. You know, if you're a turkey... You raise your children to be turkeys. If you're an eagle, you raise your children to be eagles. These were being raised by a turkey. One of the eaglets, we'll name him Tom, 
had an especially difficult time adjusting to life as a turkey. He was no longer getting fresh meat from his parents, but was out scratching and digging for worms and grubs and eating seeds and grains. Not the most desirable diet when you're used to eagle's cuisine. Every now and then he'd see a rabbit in the woods and for some reason that he didn't understand, he'd start salivating. Once when he saw a rabbit, he said to his brother Jerome, Hey Jerome, let's go kill and eat that rabbit. What are you talking about, Jerome said. We're turkeys. We don't eat rabbits. We eat worms and bugs and grubs and grain. But rabbit? We'd never eat that. Tom dropped the idea for the moment, but it kept coming back to him. One day, the turkeys were in a cow pasture sifting through cow pies for seeds because cows can't digest seeds and they are special delicacies to turkeys. Tom's beak was covered with cow dung, and he looked over and saw his brother was as covered with the mess as he was, and he said, Jerome, something doesn't seem right. What are you talking about, Tom? Well, Jerome, it just doesn't seem right, sticking our head down in these cow patties, hunting for seeds. I feel more like eating the cow than this stinky stuff. Cut it out, Tom. We're turkeys. This is what turkeys eat. I'm a turkey, you're a turkey, our mother's a turkey, our father's a turkey, our cousins are turkeys, everybody we know are turkeys. Just cut it out, Tom. And they were so young when they were adopted that they'd forgotten about their real parents. I don't know, Jerome, I just can't eat this stuff anymore. Besides, I want to fly. What are you talking about, Tom? We fly all the time. Turkeys fly by running and continually flapping their wings. They're usually only airborne for short lengths of time, while eagles, by adjusting their wingtips, can soar for hours and love it. No, I don't want to fly like a, like a turkey like we do. I want to really fly high up uh, above all the trees. I want to soar in the clouds. There you go again, Tom. You know turkeys don't soar. What is all this dreaming in your head? How many times do I have to tell you I'm a turkey? You're a turkey, our mother's a turkey, our father's a turkey, our cousins are turkeys, everybody we know are turkeys. Just cut it out, Tom. Well, Tom left for a walk in the woods. There was a great struggle going on deep inside of him between what God had made him to be and the way he was living. As he walked, he started uh, weeping. And uh, he met a wise old owl who saw him weeping. And the owl asked him what was wrong. Tom told him he wanted to soar in the clouds and eat fresh meat. And the wise old owl asked him, well, why don't you just do it? Tom thought, how can you ask such a dumb question? He told the owl what he had heard over and over. I am a turkey. My mother's a turkey. My father's a turkey. My cousins are turkeys. Everybody I know are turkeys. And everybody knows turkeys. Everybody knows turkeys don't soar and turkeys don't eat rabbits and things like that. They all said, you're not a turkey. You're an eagle. What are you talking about, asked Tom, quite stunned. Then he added the routine that he had been drilled into him so often. I'm a turkey. My mother's a turkey. You know the routine. Well, they all retorted, young man, I've lived in these woods a long time. I know an eagle when I see one. Haven't you noticed you look and feel different from all the other turkeys? 
Tom answered, yeah, I've thought about it. But every time I bring it up to my brother who looks like me, he says, I'm a turkey, you're a turkey, our mothers are turkey, our fathers are turkey, our cousins are turkeys, everybody we know are turkeys. Then he says, cut it out, Tom. Well, they all persisted. Believe me, young man, you're not a turkey, you're an eagle. Have you ever tried to soar or eat a rabbit? Tom came back. Why should I? I'm a turkey. My mother's a turkey. My father's a turkey. My cousins are turkeys. Everybody I know are turkeys, and everybody knows turkeys don't do such things. Well, they all continued. Would it hurt to try? I see by your tears it's bothering you not to try. Tom sighed. I don't think there'd be any harm in it. I'm just. It just seems like a waste of time to try. Mr. Owl said, well, go ahead. Give it a shot. What have you got to lose? Tom admitted, nothing, I guess. Okay, I'll give it a try. With that, Tom took off for the sky and attempted to see how far he could go. And to his delight, he climbed higher and higher. And the higher he got, the happier he got. This is cool, he thought, as he finally began to be what God had created him to be. He suddenly discovered another talent that had laid dormant in his life. He had phenomenal vision. He could see the littlest details even though he was so high up. One of the things he saw was a field mouse moving through some grass. It wasn't a rabbit, but he thought it might be a good start. He quickly swooped down, rejoicing as he felt the wind rush past his body. The, the tension of the hunt and the excitement of fresh meat. He killed and ate the mouse and thought it was the best meal that he'd ever eaten. I'll never stick my beak in a cow pie again, he promised himself as he relished every morsel of his fresh kill. Finally, Tom was living the life he always felt that he was meant to live. This was the way God intended him to live. Now imagine being an eagle and living like a turkey. He finished his meal and thought, and thought of his brother. And he went to Jerome and he said, If I'm an eagle, Jerome, so are you. He, he, uh, he tried to convince Jerome that he was an eagle too, but all he ever got out of Jerome was, I'm a turkey, my mother's a turkey, my father's a turkey, my cousins are turkeys, everybody I know are turkeys. Cut it out, Tom. Disappointed that he couldn't change his brother's mind, he said goodbye and set out for his grand adventure. You know, there's no greater joy for an eagle who has been told time and again that he's a turkey and has lived like a turkey to finally find the truth and begin to live the way God intended for him to live. It reminds me of a quote from Joseph Goebbels. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. That little eagle that had been told so many times that he was a turkey, that he bought into that lie and almost missed the blessings and freedom of being an eagle. Who are you? Maybe you've been told things like you're inferior or you're too dumb or too fat or you're ugly or any other number of mean things that can be thrown at you and you've listened to these accusations until... You have been beaten down so much that you want to just fade into the background. Listen, Satan wants you to be knocked down to the point that you will not find your potential. He wants you defeated. Remember, 
God made you and God don't make no junk. So stop being defeated. Find the victorious life that God has planned for you. Have you been buying into the lies that Satan has told you over and over again that you should lose, you would lose too much by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, that your life would change and become boring and all the different things that you hear? Let me tell you, the most wonderful life you can imagine comes with a right relationship with God. Jesus has provided the way for you to have that joy of belonging to God's family and finding the freedom that comes when you are forgiven of your sins. The Bible teaches that we are created with something very special placed deep within our hearts that only God can satisfy. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says again, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. God has put eternity in the heart of man and done it in such a way that it's not readily obvious or grasps. We're like the eagles, or the little eagle in the story who, were raised, who was raised as turkey. And yet we have a longing to be more than turkeys. Uh, just hunting and pecking through life, we long to soar with the eagles. Billy Graham said, God's placed a, a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of man, an empty space that only he can fill. There's a vacuum in the life of every man, woman, and child who hasn't accepted Christ as their personal Savior and been saved. And there's a neon arrow that lights up every now and then to remind them that something is missing. And many times people try to fill it with other things, inferior things like, you know, entertainment or alcohol or drugs or sex or whatever there is. Because there's something missing and they want to fill that. They will not find the fulfillment until they look to God. Have you asked Jesus to fill that God-shaped vacuum in your heart? God made you to be an eagle. Satan wants you to think you're a turkey, foraging in cow pies, trying but failing to ever be satisfied. If you're like Tom Turkey in this story and something is saying, something just doesn't seem right, I want to tell you what to do about it. Bow your head right now and pray to God this prayer. Jesus, I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins. God's word says in 1 John 1, 9, that I made this personal. If I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Jesus, I do confess my sins to you and I ask you to forgive me. Save me and cleanse me and help me to change my life to live for you. Please come into my heart and fill the vacuum that I have inside of me that only you can fill. I know I'll never be complete without you. Help me to find the purpose you have for my life. I give myself totally, nothing held back to you. Remember, God has a wonderful plan for your life. He wants you to know what real joy is. If you sincerely prayed that prayer and have really repented of your sinful living, you're on your way to unfolding your wings and finally beginning to fly. Now you need to find a church that is preaching the word of God and find devout Christian people that you can fellowship with. 
you need to pray and read your Bible and get involved in helping others to find the Lord. You need to support the work of that church with your time, your talent, and your tithes. You need to break the bondage that Satan has had you in and learn to soar like an eagle. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, neither faints or is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, take advantage of the freedom that you still have to sing, pray, and worship God. Christians in Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Egypt, North Korea, China, Russia, and most of the Mideast nations want to read the Bible and worship freely, but are being persecuted and martyred for their desire to serve Jesus Christ. They have to hide in fear in hopes that they will not be discovered reaching out to God. What a horrible existence. Right now, United States citizens, Christians, orphans, women and girls are being hunted down and tortured and killed by the Taliban and other terrorist groups because our president stranded them in Afghanistan. I've been asking God to protect them. I pray he has put angels around those poor souls longing to serve him, longing to praise God. Pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. But take advantage of the fact that we can still serve God openly here. It might not always be that way for us either. The way that the world seems to be rushing towards the tribulation, it might be just very short time before Christians in the United States are persecuted and have to make a decision to stand for Jesus Christ regardless of the price. Remember, Christ is going to remove his church before the great tribulation, and I would encourage you to get right with God now so you won't have to face the most horrible time that's still coming. Listen, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, I want to pray first for the people that are listening to this broadcast that you'll help each one of us that, Lord, we might give our hearts and lives to you completely, that we might find the peace that only Jesus can bring to our lives, that we might confess our sins and receive you as our Savior and begin to live a life transformed by Jesus Christ and become part of God's family. God, if there's one out there right now that doesn't know you, help them to, at this point, stop and confess their sins and invite you to be their Lord and Savior so that, Father, they have the assurance through the Holy Spirit that they belong to God and we part of your kingdom for all eternity. And then, Lord, we do want to pray for those that are being persecuted today, those that want to take a stand, those that are risking their lives by even owning a Bible. Sometimes all they have is a couple pages of Scripture that they can trade with others, but they're so hungry for the Word of God. We want to pray for those people. We want to pray for the ones, Lord, that are trapped in Afghanistan right now and, and the people, Lord, that are in underground churches that when they get arrested are thrown in prison and tortured and often martyred. God, be with those people. I pray somehow for deliverance for them too. 
that you'll help them, Jesus, to have the strength to face whatever they have to face. We don't understand that kind of pressure. But God, I pray that you'll help those people to turn to you and find the strength that only you can give. Lord, we love you today. We want to pray for our country that we will turn back towards God. You said if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, confessing their sins, then you will hear from heaven and you will heal their land. And Father, Christians across this nation need to be down on our knees praying for our nation, praying for revival, because that's the only hope we as individuals and we as a nation have is a right relationship with Jesus Christ. We ask all this in your precious name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, uh, I, I am praying that God will use these podcasts to help people to draw closer to him. I put these sermons together every week after I've asked God for direction and what to preach. And I hope that it's a minister ministering to you too. Now, I if you want to get in touch with me, my email address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com my uh, mailbox is box 4031 sun valley arizona 86029 and if for some reason you wanted to talk with me if you'll let me know that i can send you my phone number god bless you and uh, we'll see you next we'll be praying for you and uh, we'll see you next week.